This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. At the top of this hour, though, probably heard a lot about the issue of net neutrality. Uh, like John Oliver, for example, on HBO, this seems to be like his pet issue. And, you know, the perceived need for regulating, protecting net neutrality, that the Internet should be neutral. That whatever website you're going to, uh, you should be able to access that the same way, the same speed, etc. So we don't really have a problem with this yet, but some fear that the problem might present itself where internet service providers favor some content over others. Maybe certain content gets a faster lane, or maybe the lane you're using to access the competing content is, is slower. That somehow we need to protect all of this because that's fundamental to internet freedom. But by regulating this, are we blocking innovation? Are we also blocking the kinds of investment that are going to be needed in the internet in the years ahead, right? And is there more to net neutrality than just that? It's going to be interesting now going forward because Canada and the U.S. seem to be on very different tracks. Uh, in the U.S., the new chair of the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, uh, is favoring deregulation. And some of these rules around net neutrality are going to be scaled back, and instead there will be guidelines going forward. Now, here in Canada... Uh, we're moving in the direction of regulation. Uh, the CRTC has a lot of rules already around net neutrality. So it's sort of a real-time case study of the impacts of regulation versus deregulation. But there's a fascinating piece in the uh, Financial Post today uh, about the pitfalls of both approaches. And I wanted to get into that. Uh, Ken Engelhart uh, practices communications, privacy, and public law at Englehart Law in Toronto. You can find his piece on all of this at financialpost.com. It's a really interesting look at some of the issues around this question of net neutrality. I want to bring Ken into the conversation here. He's on the line with us. Uh, Ken, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Right. Well, let's start with kind of the, the simple and basic question uh, underlying all of this is what we mean when we talk about net neutrality. So net neutrality really means having an Internet provider that doesn't play favorites, that treats all your apps and your websites um, the same and gives you the same speed and doesn't block anything. Right, which seems simple enough. And I, I think people can see the potential downside where they prefer one service, but a competitor is, is paying my Internet service provider a little more. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's slowed down. I got I to gotta switch over. So th that's the sort of scenario that I guess the pro-regulation side is trying to guard against. You're absolutely right. So um, people started to worry some time ago that, uh, you know, because the Internet was so cool and because it was working so well, well, what happened if it stops working so well? And what happens if your ISP does decide to play favorites? So um, 
after quite a bit of study and time and effort, uh, regulators started putting laws in to prevent it. But um, we've got this sort of pitched battle which I call two bald men fighting over a comb. So the, um, the one side is saying, well, we need these rules or all the ISPs will play favorites. The other side is saying, uh, if we put in all these rules, investment will drop and innovation will drop. And I think they're probably both wrong. I think that we have a neutral Internet because people want a neutral Internet. If we pass a bunch of laws, it probably won't help. Uh, because we're going to have a, a neutral internet anyway, and it might hurt in a in a in a few small ways, just because too much government regulation can lead to unintended consequences. Well, I mean, how important is competition? Because if if I don't like the way my internet service provider is doing things, if I think they're they're playing favorites and it's messing around with what I got to do, that I, I can just switch to somebody else. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think that is the very heart of the issue. So a lot of the Internet public interest groups are a little bit left of center. So they think, well, there really is no competition. It's all, it's all fixed. And I worked for a major Canadian carrier for 25 years, and so my impression is a bit different. Carriers often have terrible ideas, Carriers often want to do the wrong thing, but sooner or later, competition brings them around to doing the right thing. Because, as I said in the article, they make billions of dollars in um, providing a neutral Internet, and that dwarfs the chump change that they could make by playing favorite on one of your apps. Right. That, you know, app developers don't have billions of dollars to throw at Internet service providers for favorable treatment. Exactly. That's exactly my point. All right. So the downside, though, of regulation that if you know, I mean, I think pro-regulation proponents would say, well, what's the harm then? Uh, if everything's going to work out in the end, then the laws are kind of a moot point. But I mean, in your piece, you talk about, you know, the, the unintended consequences of regulation. Right. So the first thing that's happened in Canada is the sort of theory of net neutrality is it goes beyond just saying don't block, don't slow down, don't play favorites. It says treat every single packet on the Internet identical. So some carriers have gotten in the habit of giving free data for some services. In the industry, they call that zero rating. So... If you get this music service or if you get this video service, then we won't charge you for your data. So the net neutrality people say, well, that's not right because that's not treating all the packets the same. You're charging for some, you're not charging for others. So in Canada, they've outlawed zero rating. And tragically, they did it in India, too. So in India, there was a service offered by Facebook called Internet Basics that gave a very cheap type of Internet, partial Internet service for people so they could get on the Internet for free, free basics. And obviously, it was sponsored by Facebook. So obviously, Facebook was one of the apps you got and you didn't get all the other apps. But the Indian regulator outlawed it because it was a net neutrality violation, and therefore millions and millions of poor 
uh, people in India were denied a free internet service. So I think that's the kind of craziness that can happen when regulators take things too far. Yeah, and as you point out, I mean, it's it's so weird in Canada because, you know, the example you give of, of zero-rating content, uh, that that's not allowed, so a, a service provider couldn't offer free Netflix uh, data or free Spotify data, but they can offer you the subscription for free and charge you for the data. I know. So getting a $10 service for free, perfectly legal. Getting Charging you $10 for the service and giving you $10 of free data is completely illegal. So it's crazy because if carriers are going to favor their own services, they, it's easier to do it with um, by giving you um, the service for free. And so the problem that you're trying to de- deter, which is carriers favoring their own services, will still happen. The other thing, uh, which I think is crazy, is I think the smart strategy for the carriers is to do what the regulators now forcing them to do. You give the service away for free, and then you charge them for the data. And guess what? Their usage goes up and up and up, and pretty soon they have to um, upgrade their plan. So in a weird sort of a way, I think the regulator has gotten rid of something which is bad for carriers and good for consumers. But that's where we're at. Well, and do you think there's a connection there? Because, you know, a lot of people have noticed that in the United States, it's pretty common to see plans with unlimited data that's virtually unheard of in Canada. Is there a connection there, you think? Well, I think so. In other words, or or there could well be. So a lot of people get unlimited wireline internet in Canada, but nobody gets unlimited wireless internet. In the U.S., T-Mobile started giving free video. And there was a whole slew of video providers, none of which was owned by T-Mobile. And you could sign up and get free video. So all of the other carriers thought, wow, it's going to be too hard for us to to sign up all these video providers and, and compete. Let's just give free or let's just give unlimited um, wireless internet, unlimited wireless data to our customers. So a price war broke out in the U.S. and now... Unlimited offers are very common, and some uh, analysts have said, you know, this is an unintended consequence of net neutrality law. Because Canada has not allowed zero rating, and the U.S. has, they've had this price war, and now people are getting unlimited data. I'm always reluctant to say that, you know, in in the short term, A caused B just because you know, B happened after A, but it is exactly the kind of thing that I've seen in my 30-year career where unintended consequences arise out of regulate, regulatory actions. And uh, unless you're really, really sure that what the regulation is important, you're better off not to do it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So going forward, uh, I, I guess, you know, as, as you allude to in the column, that we're, we're going to have the opportunity now to to study this. We've got these two case studies where we have Canada going in the direction of regulation, the U.S. going in the direction of deregulation. We'll have a real-time study of, of the impact of all of this. Exactly. And it, it's kind of funny because people have said, oh, look, Canada has the most wonderful rules in the world, and now, you know... Um, 
Silicon Valley players will move to Canada to take advantage of our wonderful neutral internet, and the U.S. is making a terrible mistake, and the U.S. is now going to thwart innovation, and of course the other side of the argument is talking about investment, and and I'm thinking, you know, why don't people uh, put their money where their mouth is, if you will, and make a forecast on how the Canadian uh, internet ecosystem will move compared to the U.S. in the next five years. And uh, so I've made that forecast in my op-ed, and some people have, you know, come forward at my invitation and made a forecast, but some people are saying, well, no, this is really, really important, but uh, I, I can't say what's going to happen. Well, if it's really, really important, then something should happen. And Canada should either do much better than the U.S. or much worse than the U.S. over the next four years, and we should, uh, it should be interesting to see. Yes, indeed. Well, people can read your piece. It's up at financialpost.com. Ken, great insight. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Kenneth Englehart, uh, Practices, Communications, Privacy, and Public Policy Law at Englehart Law in Toronto. Uh, his piece uh, up at the Financial Post today, financialpost.com, what Canadians will lose out on as the U.S. deregulates and we're stuck on net neutrality. So as he says, I think at the end of this, we'll probably both end up in the same place where the Internet will be neutral. He says the pro-regulation side think that Canada will have more startups and innovation along with lower prices and bigger caps. The anti-regulation people think Canada will have less investment and less innovation. My own forecast is the rules won't make much difference and the Internet will be neutral in both countries. But U.S. consumers will get free data for zero-rated services and Canadians won't. Canadian consumers may fall victim in other ways to the law of unintended consequences. So we've got regulations put in place to protect us from kind of a theoretical concern and in the meantime as he says i mean it seems to have some real world impact so there's a perfect example where in the u.s a cell phone carrier can try to um, entice customers by saying you know what you can uh, use netflix for six months it won't impact your data can't do that in canada you can give away the free subscription to netflix uh, but you can't give free data. That violates the net neutrality rules. So I think, you know, he makes an interesting case for how that led to this price war in the United States where other carriers were trying to counter what T-Mobile was doing. And they retaliated. Well, they went up them. They said, we're just going to have unlimited data, period. And that caught on. So is that interesting that there are unlimited wireless uh, data plans in the U.S.? Not here. 403-974-8255. Quick break. Back with your calls right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.